such as fuel, become as blood, and the lust for power never dies. It is a world of chaos creating out of control down the off-ramp toward the detonation boulevard. Series written by Dan McMcCloskey. Danny Atwell and Miguel Petrosa. Episode 6, Bunker Gate 5. Huh. I didn't know the human body twists like that, but I stand corrected. I guess. I walked into the younger girl's apartment, this time in the free and clear. Fitz was helping Lynx and myself into the room, which was something I wasn't sure he was going to be able to do for long. I gave him as much help as I possibly could, as much help as I wanted. The asshole didn't give me any goddamn choice, Lynx. It just means I have one more body to f fucking hide. I... I can't believe you killed him? Franklin? Oh, please don't tell me you feel sorry for the bastard. He tried to rape you. Here, take this towel for your nose. The girl called Lynx wiped the blood from her nose. I could see there was something serious going on with her. Some real serious shit, but I couldn't quite place it. I've seen this sort of thing before. It never ended well. I don't feel sorry for him, Fitz. But now his absence is going to alarm the people he owes credits to. Now that he's gone, the council will hear of it. And then eventually, the Ordo Invictus. The enigmatic Fitz grabbed a couple of cups and produced water out of a moisture vaporator nearby. It had been a long time since I'd actually seen good, clean water that wasn't filtered from my own piss. We don't have much time. Relax. All I have to do is call the guards and show them that he ran into someone... nasty. Then I take the body to the endless sands and boom, done. No. Before I came up, he was talking to the Chancellor. He put him on hold and Tried to get me. Did did he hear anything? How does a sleaze bag like Franklin know the Chancellor? I don't know. But since he didn't come back on the radio, it'll be safe to assume he'll send some guards. We need to send Mr. I'm Jet. You can call me Jet. Or Mortimer, but I prefer Jet. Jet. Right. Yeah, I I knew that. Totally knew that. We need to send Jet to somewhere.
A commotion came from the lobby and hallways downstairs. I knew exactly what that meant. Our time was up. Do you have any weapons? Only this knife right here. I keep it for emergencies. What do you plan on doing? Look, if contractors aren't safe here, I'm pretty sure that I am in deep fucking trouble. Now, how effective are your guards? Mm, they're not elite warriors, but can do things in a scrap. Well, can we fight our way out of here? Maybe if we scored some of their rifles. I thought for a moment. Time was fleeting, to say the least. Alright, hey, <laughs> look. Can you short the building out? Both of them looked at me with confused faces. I sighed. Oh, for fuck's sake. Can either one of you knock out the power? I might be able to get them down for about a minute, but I can't promise much. I found the knife that Lynx was referring to. It was a decent blade. I'd have to find a way to replace it after all this was done. I'm pretty sure I'm going to damage this one badly. I downed some more of the water. Never thought I would have missed it as much as I did. Invigorating is a word that comes to mind. Titillating also. Listen. Wait until they get to this door. And then hit the lights. We're going to have to make tracks when the silence hits. Because they're all about to be real fucking upset. What are you? Never mind. I'll get the lights. Boy, this is gonna get really messy, isn't it? I smiled the best I could with dirt, mud, and some blood covering my pearly yellows. Yeah. But don't worry. They got plenty more where these guys came from. They buy wholesale. I slipped out the door and waited in the frame of what could have been a laundry room at one point. It was dark. I was weak. But... I had the element of surprise. Footsteps filled the hallway, and they finally reached Lynx's door. A loud buzz and a breaker clack. Later, it was pitch black. I counted four of them. With their breathing heavy and their muttered questions, it was easy to make targets of them. They all had soft, squishy parts that weren't covered, and I made sure to introduce them to hardened metal with an edge. Luckily, they were all too surprised to let off any shots, and the whole thing went down, real quiet-like. The lights came back with a vengeful buzzing as I watched the light of life drain from the last of them. Who knows what he was trying to say. Difficult to speak with a blade in your throat. Oh! That's what I thought would happen. Is, is it true what they say about contractors? I took a deep breath and began to feel stripped of would-be murderers. Now we all like smooth jazz? Nah, some of us are metalheads. Luckily, the answer was enough to dissuade any further questioning. Oh, I think I'm gonna be sick. Nah, I, 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 no, no, no. Don't throw up. It's a waste of moisture. If you guys kill the power properly, we have a good five minutes before they've adjusted. By then it'll be too late. Lynx and the dead men ran into the other end of the hallway to the power box. I stayed behind as their vanguard, but I was lying to them. They had three minutes at best, and if those bricks didn't have the proper training, local city guards were one thing. 
but Ordo Invictus? Well, their troops are quite another. I saw the denizens of the building coming up the stairs in a panic, all of them in a wide array of clothing, or lack thereof. Quite a sight. Well, some of them were. All strung out on something or another. It's kind of pathetic. But that's the world we live in now. I could see shadows of the guards making their way into the building. They had some order to them. Eventually the hallways were going to be a ghost town, so I needed to act fast. I looked down the hall. Have you got the panel open yet? Don't fuck what now? The power is attached to a computer system that has failsafes. I can't shut it off without hacking in. Lynx would have to do that, and I'm not sure she can handle that. I can do it. Let me plug into the mainframe. But you could get knocked unconscious. Or worse. Don't do something stupid, kid. Uh, unfortunately, something stupid is kind of fucking necessary, or we're all going to be sent to Valhalla. That wasn't a good thing either. Contrary to the name, Valhalla wasn't the afterlife, but the name of the Gulag for those who decided against the world system and to fight it as well. And they failed most of the time. They were the poster children of what not to do. Lynx pulled out a headset and put it on her head. I could see some bruising of her temples underneath her long hair. <sighs> She'd apparently been doing this for a long time. By the time the guards had made it to the fourth floor, Lynx was already in. Fitz watched her. I don't know what their relationship was. It was obvious that in his own way, Fitz cared for her. Another trickle of blood came down her nose as her eyes rolled back into her head. She was definitely in the system. Robin is online. It shouldn't be long. Several seconds passed as I perched behind a door. But the guards had just passed the sixth floor. We're on the seventh. Cutting it quick is an understatement. Now. Here goes nothing. Power oh. shut off the entire building. As the guards finally entered on the floor. I could hear the assholes bickering amongst themselves about the power. Even though it was daylight outside, the sand and wind cast everything very darkly. It knocked out the sun, essentially. I acted quickly. Once they were disposed of, we needed to make our break for it. Alright, you two, come on. I... I can't see a thing. Hold my hand. I'll guide you along the... <laughs> hey, 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 what's going on? Digital stimuli overload. I'm gonna have to carry her. A strange thing happened once more as the medallion around my neck began to glow. It illuminated the hallway to the extent of the carnage I had just created. I admired my handiwork as Fitz grabbed Lynx into his arms and stepped over the dead bodies. You know, on second thought, I'm pretty goddamn good at that. I can hear the faint sounds of the guards' commanders shouting orders to them through their headsets, but it was no avail. They ain't listening, buddy. I thought to myself, 
A faint whisper, however, seemed to permeate my own brain. It wasn't malicious, and it sure as hell wasn't my own thoughts. But it was beckoning me to follow it. Are there any more guards downstairs? Uh, left, right, let me go first. Alright, one and two. We made our way down the steps. There were no other guards waiting downstairs in the lobby, and in the corner of my eye I could see the mangled body of Franklin, her landlord, still laying in the office desk. Fitz really did a fucking number on him. I have to admit, I was very proud. We exited the building as we heard sirens coming from the east. Fitz put links in the backseat of the speeder, and I jumped in back with her. I pointed into the direction where the medallion was telling us to go. Alright, head that way. Are you sure? Yes, fucking drive. Fitz turned on the speeder and we made our way down the street. Because of the action, people began to come outside to find out what was going on. Fucking rubberneckers. Mm, if anyone gets in my way, I swear I'll run them over. I ain't not playing this shit. It's... Hang in there, kid. We're getting help. Go that way. We need a doctor, man. Why do you want to head this way? Just fucking do it. I have a bunker over here we could probably hide out in, but we need to get to a doctor for her as soon as possible. That's good. Great. Just get there. I knew that if he had a bunker close by to where the medallion was telling me to go, I could just ditch him there. I don't get me wrong. I appreciate the effort they did in saving me. But my mission is my mission. I'm a contractor, and nothing stops that. When this thing that had previously been dormant since the effort started telling me to go someplace, I'm gonna do it. Hold on, it's gonna get bumpy. The speeder broke a barrier, and we traveled down a long tunnel. The medallion got brighter and brighter. Surprisingly enough, we're going in the exact direction that the medallion wanted. We stopped in a cavern. Oh man, the temperature down here was cooler than topside. I mean, it makes sense, but it felt nice. Why is that thing going off? Well, it's telling me we need to be here. You could tell Fitz wasn't prepared for what I said. Why is that thing leading you to my bunker? I have no fucking clue, but here we are. We need to get links to a doctor. I jumped out of the back of the speeder. Yeah, go ahead and do that. What about you? We did this to save you. Yeah, and I thank you for that, truly. But you know the oath, and I can't stop. And I won't stop. One day, I'll make all of this worth your while. I can at least promise that. But, go with him. I'm fine. We walked deeper into the bunker. It looked like it was created for someone who needed to get away for a while and could do sustainably. There was also a shit ton of storage. Kind of made me jealous. So what is that thing telling you? I looked down at the medallion. I don't, it's, some, it's somewhere in here. Or in there. It's here somewhere. 
That's what it's telling me. <laughs> Good luck. I haven't ever been able to get that door unlocked since I gained custody of this bunker. I've tried cracking it with dynamite. I've tried to pick a lock. Hell, I've even tried begging and pleading with it to open like a good boy. And the same thing. Always the same thing. Nothing. I walked to the door. Unable to help myself, I waved my arms in a grand gesture and bellowed out, Open Sesame! Almost instantaneously, the doors flew open. Holy shit! How did you- I shook my hands like someone revealing a trick. <laughs> magic. Hey, whatever's in there is mine. I, own I ignored this him as I walked inside. I could smell the musty air. This chamber must have been sealed for decades. The light from the medallion lit everything, and Fitz followed me inside. There's... There's nothing in here. Wait, what's that burlap bag over there? I knelt down and grabbed the sack and opened it. Inside was some sort of black tactical suit with scalish reptilian texture. What the fuck is this? What? I turned to Fitz, asking what I knew was a stupid question, but I asked it anyways because I'm kind of stupid. Is, uh... Is this yours? Do I look like the sort of guy who would have battle armor hidden away? Is this what you were supposed to find? That thing on your neck hasn't shut off yet. Sure enough, the medallion glowed brightly. All at once, I, I knew what it wanted me to do. Uh, it's... It's telling me to put the suit on. <sighs> do what you gotta do. I need to get back to Lynx. The suit loomed before me. It's ebony scale work resembling some sort of bizarre hybrid of human and lizard. Weird, yet somehow inviting. A million questions flooded my mind as I undressed. What the hell was this thing? Who did it originally belong to? What was it doing stashed here under a burlap sack? And why, oh why, had this doohickey around my neck led me to this alien armor and was now guiding me to try it on? Also, why does it smell that way? I still hurt all over from the roughing up I got from Panzer and Ziggy. Fuckers. It also didn't help that I nearly succumbed to dehydration. In oh, so many countless ways. I should be dead. I picked up the suit from the sack and examined it carefully. Putting it on, I could tell immediately that it was made for someone much taller than me. Damn. <laughs> Whoever wore this before me had to be 6'5", 6'6". I flapped the suit's arms like bird wings. Huh. Too big. Almost as if it were listening to me, another flash of light came from the medallion and it was absorbed by the suit. A computerized voice sounded. Identification in progress. Welcome back, Roderick von Bismarck. Bismarck. Decontamination Who the program hell is that? activating in five, four, uh, excuse me. three. Two, I think one. I have the wrong. 
seemingly blanched across my skin as every cut, bruise, and scrape on my body felt the immediate sting of disinfectant. Nothing wakes you up like Clorox in an open wound. No sooner had the cleansing spray ceased than the suit began to shrink and contract around like plastic wrap explodes to a flame. Within seconds, the formerly oversized armor was a perfect fit, and I felt kind of good. Holy shit. What does this thing have in store for me, huh? <laughs> Fuck me, that disinfectant stinks! Salt fucking stings. <sighs> Seems like I'll never get used to it. Still, why should her highness be the only one to get salt baths, especially when she's not the one going out and getting busted up? I leaned back in the old rusty tub. The bitch. The bitch! Why'd she just let that arsehole go? She had him dead to rights. Didn't matter if he was a contractor or whatever. Dangling on the end of the hook, and then she fucking pulls away. I could just kill her. All at once, the room got dark. Darker than normal. Did I fall asleep? I don't remember falling asleep. I could still feel the water, the tub, the pain being soaked away. I hadn't drunk or taken anything. I didn't feel sick. The fuck was going on? Then, the voice sounded. Oi! Who's that? I can feel you hating her, Vicky. <laughs> and wanting her all at the same time. You always were a complicated one. Was I hearing voices now? Feeling like a total knob, I answered. Who the fuck are you? Where are you? My apologies. Where are my manners? Before my eyes appeared a tall, dark-haired bloke in a black suit. I turned on him and roared, Who are you? How the fuck did you get in here? How do you know my name? Tell me now, or I'll fucking kill you. I don't care if I'm buck naked and unarmed. Easy, Ziggy. Easy. First things first. He reached out a hand and touched my forehead. Know me. Suddenly, my mind floated with bizarre images. Burning leaves, decaying woods, ashes of blood, and contracts being signed to that blood. And jumping through it all, the image of a man with... with... Is that a deer's head? All at once, I knew who I was talking to, what he wanted, and that I should listen to him. I tried to speak his name as if it appeared in my head. Fuck! My kind doesn't like name-to-name -name treatment. Just call me a friend. Now then, next item of business, cover up. We're not savages, you and I. He threw me a towel. I stood up out of the tub, dried off, and wrapped it around my waist, keeping my eyes glued to him the whole time.
I know what you're feeling, Ziggy. You're pissed off and disgusted with her. And you have every right to be. She's grown weak. Ziggy, senile. Existing in a limited plane on a limited scale does that to a person. Or God. Depending on how you see them. I'm not disgusted. And she's not weak at all, she's... Forgotten who she really is. And what it's like to rule. All the power of the night wearing the cosmos itself and she's cowering away from some sniveling contractor? What's that about? A god afraid of some mortal? Especially a mortal like Jet Hawk? Oh, you're disgusted. Alright. You wanted to see Jet eat it. Prick was reading my mind. <laughs> Jet Hawk. There's eh, something about that arsehole. Something just ain't right. I wish I could put my finger on it. <laughs> Why put your finger on it when you can cave in the sky on him? And then do what she should have done with the power she had. You see, Zig? I'm the one. The demon. That gave her that power. And she failed me. But you, you can be what she was supposed to be. An actual god on Earth. What's left of it anyway? Now I knew I had to be hallucinating. Are you... Are you fucking saying what I think you're fucking saying? I'm saying that with her out of the way, I can bequeath the cloak to you. Someone worthy. You know you've always wanted it. And you can be the actual force that changes the world. Think of it. Getting rid of the asshole jet. Redeeming yourself. Fixing the city. Fixing yourself. What would it feel like to finally not feel any more pain? What would it feel like to not temporarily but permanently be painless? I'll stare into the darkness, straining my eyes. Me? Yes, you. Remold yourself into what you were always supposed to be. Imagine the body you always wanted. It's possible. With the cloak, you can live forever in the body you deserve. I thought about it for a long time. Finally, I had to ask the obvious question. What's the catch? Blood, Ziggy. I knew it. He wanted me to sign something. <sighs> Fine. Let me fetch my knife. Not yours, Ziggy. Hers. You have to kill her. Her blood must be spilled for the cloak to move to another. To you. The real king to the people. The god this land deserves. Not some coward shivering in their chambers. Outsmarted by some filthy dirt walker. Think of it. The perfect body. The perfect city. The respect you deserve. All you have to do is end her reign. Kill her? I don't think she can be killed. <laughs> she can die. And a lot easier than you think. So what do you say, Ziggy? Got to the wasteland? Bearer of the Cloak of Night? Immortal Walker? Are you going to take what's rightfully yours? Don't dare to do it. Did I dare to betray the Baroness? The thought sickened me, but I couldn't deny that her perfection, her godliness, 
had been forever tarnished, cracked, failed. I'd rather she die the perfect goddess this line knows her as than live in shame as a shadow of her old self. I felt powerful. I felt righteous. I'd be doing her a favor. I had only one question to ask, so I asked it. How? How do I kill her? The answer is the scroll. Take your time reading it. I can wait. <laughs> Detonation Boulevard, Episode 6, Bunker Gate 5, In the Task You Heard. Miguel Rose as Jet Hawk. Chris Hangel as Fix the Undertaker. Max Hunter as Lynx Mitchell. Dan McCloskey as Jack McZiggy. Josh Schroyer as Furfur, Earl of Hell. And Ford Verbal as the suit. Sound effects courtesy of Zap Splat. Rise by the Cult. In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Reef of Barbs by Rumscut. Sympathy for the Devil, written by the Rolling Stones, performed by Motorhead. Detonation Boulevard is a production of Dark Charm Media 2023, all rights reserved.